Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. It's October 23rd, 4004 B.C., and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. One of the most eye-catching things about the Archbishop James Usher's calculation for the date of the beginning of the world was not merely that he was able to find a precise day, month, and year for the event, which he determined was today in history in 4004 BC, but also that he was able to pin down the precise time of day, which was midday, which just raises so many questions. Why did God not start the clock at midnight? Was there some kind of technical delay? Is God just not a morning person? And perhaps, most important of all, was it 12 noon GMT or was there some kind of Garden of Eden time? Yeah, because you're halfway through a day when a day hasn't been invented yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so funny to think that only 400 years ago, because that's when he made the calculation, 1650 it was, that the question on scholars' lips was... Well, look, we all know the Earth is only about five and a half thousand years old, but when exactly did it begin? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you may think, as I initially did, so what? What's one more 17th century crackpot with weird ideas about the Bible? But James Usher wasn't just some random clergyman. He was the Archbishop of Armagh, which is the Church of Ireland equivalent of the Archbishop of Canterbury. So he was the leading Protestant clergyman of Ireland, and he held the post for 31 years. It wasn't like, oh, remember when we randomly elected that guy who turned out to be a bit crazy. He was incredibly well respected. And it's these days become quite fashionable to criticise him and you know most textbooks that offer an introduction to geology for example often take a swipe at Usher's date as the opening comment to an obligatory page or two about you know the older concepts of the Earth's age before getting into like carbon dating and radioactive dating and so on that get it inverted commas right. But the reason his view is so often mocked is because About 50 years after his death, most editions of the King James translation of the Bible began to carry his chronology in that thin column of annotation and cross-references that's usually placed between the two columns of text for each page. And it actually showed up in the Gideon Society's version that they persisted in placing in editions in nearly every single hotel room in America until just about two decades ago, where they began using a more modern translation. And so far from being laughed at, it was taken as seriously as the canonical religious text itself for hundreds of years. These dates that he calculated were literally running down the margins of Mm. the good book. Right. And while calculating the date of creation seems like a pretty kooky pursuit now, if someone told you they were doing that, I think the red flags would be going up. But at the time, it really was seen as something that was a perfectly sensible, respectable task for a serious scholar. For one thing, we're getting into the Age of Enlightenment and scientific methods were a whole new thing. And people thought, wow, if we apply this to the Bible, we could actually unlock some new answers. And knowing when creation began was also 
also a vital puzzle piece for the many Christian sects at this time who believed the second coming was imminent. Chronologically dating the Bible wasn't so much about dating things in the past as working out prophecies for the future. It was obviously an act of great devotion for him to pursue this, but at the same time he was interested in scientifically looking at other sources to try and corroborate the dates that he found in the Bible, most notably of which... The reason it's 4,004 rather than simply 4,000 years ago is that he realised that the date of Jesus' birth must be out by at least four years because there was evidence that King Herod was alive only until 4 BC at the latest. And of course, the Bible has their stories overlapping. So that was a a genuine um, concern to try and iron out some flaws that were in other people's previous dating, which in itself would have been quite controversial for religious people to say. Well, this is the thing that now the idea that the Earth started just sort of 6,000 years ago seems completely wacky because these days, according to contemporary scientific analysis, we're talking in the billions of years. But as Ollie was saying, this fits really within the sort of margin of error that people were coming up with at the time. Also, his work wasn't just about finding the origin point of when time began, it's called The Annals of the Old Testament Deduced from the First Origin of the World. And actually, he's really a historian. He's trying to create a chronology of not just the start, but that starting point as then a moment to kick off from to talk about the rest of the things that happened on the planet. Yeah, and the chronology of the Bible was already an established field full of academics who were otherwise making breakthroughs that we still remember today in actual scientific fields. So the German scientist Johannes Kepler had estimated the Earth was created in 3993, which wasn't far off from Isaac Newton's guess. That was 3998. And the reason that they were all... (laughs) Calculation, please. Calculation. Well, the reason that they were all quite similar, even though we now know that they were all way off, the reason they were all way off in a similar way is because there was an accepted general strategy strategy for dating the Bible. It made me think of, you know, when you had video games and you would go and do the walkthrough and then it would get to a bit that was too hard. Everyone knew the first part of the walkthrough, which is that the Bible helpfully has big lists of, you know, Abraham begat so-and-so, so-and-so begat so-and-so. And And on the fifth day, God did this. And on the sixth day, it's very clearly delineated, isn't it? We all know the first few pages, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're you're just sitting there totting all of those numbers up and that's when it starts to get difficult. And this is where Usher had his big breakthrough because he was a massive collector of manuscripts, including crucially secular ancient manuscripts, not just biblical stuff. So he was able to to use these manuscripts, which many of his contemporaries had never seen or heard of, to date these real-world events. And he did do very well at this bit. Lots of the dates he gives to real historical events would later on be proved to be accurate. He was very keen to show his workings as well, which sort of indicates to me that he was at least open to have a discussion about whether he was right or not. It's just that he was only willing to have that discussion with someone as learned as him, and there wasn't anyone. His his, uh, collection of books was so canonical that it uh, formed the nucleus of the college library at Trinity College in Dublin, which he'd started at as a student at the age of 13. Like, he was the most well-read person in Ireland, basically. Um, But, you know, he he even put in the title, I think he was anxious to show his workings, the full title, as it was published in 1658, (laughs) is worth recounting. The Annals of the World, deduced from the origin of time, and continued to the beginning of the Emperor Vespasian's reign and the total destruction and abolition of the Temple and Commonwealth of the Jews, containing the history of the Old and New Testament with that of the Maccabees, also the most memorable affairs of Asia and Egypt, and the rise of the Empire of the Roman Caesars under C. Julius and Octavianus, 
collected from all history, <laughs> as well sacred as profane, and methodically digested by James Usher. <laughs> it's brilliant. It, it takes up the entire front cover of the book. I mean, if you'd have gone back to the 17th century and said to anyone in the establishment that we would be remembering James Usher in the 21st century primarily as the punchline to a joke. <laughs> they would never be able to recognise no. what we thought was so funny. I mean, he was so celebrated in his lifetime. A rare example of a blameless life, the Oxford University Convocation called him in 1644. The unanswerable defender of orthodox religion. The hammer of errors. Uh, when he was buried in Westminster Cathedral, Natch, at the request of Oliver Cromwell, no less, it was with this epitaph, among saints most scholarly, among scholars most saintly. I mean, you don't really get any higher praise than that. Mm. And he would have been, I think, happy with the fact that his research contributed to burgeoning scientific understanding, which then led to a different conclusion. Yeah. In fact, he'd still be a man of faith if he was around today, wouldn't he? He was obviously very genuine in those feelings. And I think he would, as a scientist, as a rationalist, be prepared to admit he was wrong if he was alive today and find it interesting that people were able to step on the shoulders of what he'd created, which yeah. is why it's so ironic that this man who would have seen himself and astronomers of the day and scientists of the day saw him as this rational thinker would have seen himself like that is now someone who is quoted by absolutely nutty <laughs> American creationists yeah. who stand up in courtrooms to defend opposing the teaching of evolution with one of his books in their hand because that's not his bag. <laughs> I think it sort of taps into the pathos of this whole thing, isn't it? You know, the funny, sad thing about Usher chronology, as it's called, is that it represents so much work and so much effort by a man who truly did have a formidable mind and it's all just completely pointless. <laughs> it's a complete waste of time. Yeah, he wasted his whole life. <laughs> but then we're thinking about it in this mindset of we obviously know that the Earth is far older than this and this whole practice of biblical chronology has completely fallen by the wayside. But is it actually any more pointless than any of the things we do? Is it more pointless than me? As I, mean, I have super fan tendencies. Is it any different to me watching an episode of a TV show, going on Reddit, seeing someone has asked, what age is this character supposed mm. to be? And me saying, well, we know he's at least 22 because in episode eight, he says blah, 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 blah. Is it really any different? I saw someone on Instagram the other day who has 400 spreadsheets of data about Shit's Creek. <laughs> This episode first aired last year exclusively to members of Club Retrospectors. Join today and unlock a new episode this Sunday. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors! <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.